life. That's what we're talking about today. Life. And, and I thought to myself, what is life? And, and it's probably not a good question to ask God. Because as I began to ask the Lord what life was, he began to show me, and I probably didn't pick up onto it until again I yielded myself, and probably about uh, this time yesterday afternoon, and he explained to me what life was. But I've been so busy, uh, so busy, uh, I'm frustrated. And, and I'm frustrated by different things. And I've shared in Sunday school, I've been clear that I'm frustrated on some stuff. And, and bear with me on this. So I just started thinking about it. And, and, and I want my wife to come up here, my lovely wife. I'm sure she gets frustrated with me. Come on, where's the backup in here? You're supposed to say, oh, no, no. But but this morning I get up and 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 I go over and I don't have a towel so I use her pretty towel. And she goes, "What are you doing? Using my pretty towel?" I frustrated her. Then I frustrated me because I used her pretty towel. I'm embarrassed her now. It was the second time. It was the second time. The third time. In other words, it continually happens. You wives know what I mean. But then I got to think a little bit more about my children. And, and, and I was going to have pictures of Amy and Joshua, but I've been so busy, I'm frustrated I didn't get the pictures up there of them. But of Amy, Joshua, and Morgan, our new uh, family member. And, and then I got to thinking that, you know, the people I work with, and if you work with me, I want you to come up here. I'm trying to, to give my wife a little bit of relaxing. Come on up here. You don't have to. But if you work with me or have worked with me and want to come up here, do that. Now, I'm sure that, that these people have been frustrated by me before. And I've never been frustrated by them because they're so awesome. I am frustrated with the staff and wives that didn't come up here, though. And then I got to thinking a little bit more. Uh-huh. Norma's frustrated because of the peer pressure she feels right now. And then, you know, I got to thinking that, that I'm in the mid, we're in the middle of this disaffiliation thing. And, and, and it really frustrates me because it's taken all my time and, and energies and I can't do the job I want to do. So come up here, Justin, and, and you represent that. And, and then I'm thinking about the, all the things that, that, you want to stand by me? He wants to be a preacher. He's getting right in the middle of it. He's not like my wife. It's like, get more people up here and get me out of here. But, but I'm thinking about, you know, I just want to do ministry and that frustrates me. I, I want to focus on the nativity and make it the best it can be. And so, Tanya, why don't you come up and represent that today? I know I saw you in here. You can't get out of this. There she is. Look at her. Oh, no, not me. She's very frustrated that I called her up here. And what I say, this is not fun. I'm going to repeat everything you guys say, so you better be careful. Oh, she's not frustrated. My wife's lining me out. 
But, but I'm thinking here, and, and this is what the Lord has taken me through, that, that I can go down through government, and, and Christina, I don't, Kelly's couldn't be here today, but Christina, come up here if you don't mind. She just got out of government, if you will. She's retired now. But I want her to represent government. And then I've got to thinking about, you know, just all these things that I get frustrated with. Sports. My Vikings yesterday. Oh, my goodness, the roller coaster of frustration I felt. Did you come up and represent that? I know you're a Viking fan. Come on up here, buddy. Come on. Frustrate. Frustration of sports. But they won in the end. Set records. And, you know, I'm thinking, I told you guys earlier, I'm frustrated about this this mission trip. I want to go and, and this stupid shot thing. You know, you want to come up and represent that, brother? You're right with me on it. He's right with me on it. It frustrates me. Uh, you guys are getting too spread out. we got to scoot in here because I want the people on the camera to be able to see us, and they're on a wide lens right now, and they usually are because of me anyway, but but uh, we'd like to get them on a solid, the, the close-up if we could. But 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 I, I, I can go on and on. Uh, you know, I have extended family here, and if you're part of my extended family, why don't you come up and re- represent that? But what I'm trying to do today, see, nobody, and I'm related to everybody in this church. Don't you believe in Adam and Eve? Come on. Yeah, come on, Tracy. Mike isn't a faithful cousin, so he's not coming up. And so this is what I was fishing for, was church family. And I was fishing, and they heard from the Lord. The rest of you didn't. No, I'm kidding. I'm having fun with this. But you see all these aspects here, the things that frustrate us. And I think what the Lord, when he really woke me up to this, was one of these independent pastors that I had called this week to get some advice from and some talk to from. I shared my heart on a couple of these things, and he said this, and it really caught my eye. What frustrated me was what God was using me to do. And then after that, I got to thinking about it a lot more. And God showed me, and this I believe is from the Lord, that people are the result of our frustrations. And God's called us to love people with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our mind. When we're frustrated with life, this is life. This is life right here. Your life. And if you're frustrated with life, you're frustrated with people. And and that's what the Lord showed me. And then he encouraged me and said, I'm using you. To be a part of all these lives. I'm using you to love on them again as that we're partakers or we're partnered with Christ. We're partakers with Christ and he'll give us the loving discernment to minister in life. And I'll let you guys go ahead and sit down just because I know I've been making you stand a while. Let's give them a hand this morning.
So that old thing, that old saying, that when life gives us peaches, make lemonade. See, I frustrated somebody and they corrected me. I did that on purpose just to test you. When life gives us lemons, make lemonade. But what I'm trying to tell you today, and I think the Lord is trying to tell us today, that Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy life. And life is what was behind me. And again, so many times that's the things that frustrate us. He's trying to steal their health. He's trying to steal our families from us, our purpose from us, and again, our government from us, our whole being from us. And a lot of times it's people that he may use or people that may be involved in that that unknowingly. And our job as believers is to fulfill the mission that Christ came to do. Jesus came to counter and destroy Satan's threatening network of evil by the power of the cross and by giving life that is redemptive and more abundant, full life to those who believe and receive him. So when we get frustrated with life, the people around us, guys, it's not the objects It's the people Jesus said to you that all I've called you to do is love people and God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, Luke tells us. It's all he tells us to do. And we need to stop allowing life people to frustrate us and start speaking life over ourselves, over our families, over our church, over our jobs, over our schools, over our countries, over our nations, over the world. Speak life. Speak life. Because if we speak frustrations, and I hope that I got that point across, if I continue to speak frustrations, I get caught up in that and I get depressed. But if I speak life, I get caught up in that and I can live life. And I'm not telling you to dumb down what's going on around you, but but Christ gives us the power by the blood to overcome these temptations, these trials. We talked about that last week. And guys, I, I know I go through the same things you do, but as we talked about last week, Christ goes through the same things that you do. And he was without sin because he embraced life. He loved on God and people with all of his heart, soul, and mind. So he was that perfect example. He's that perfect example for us. So we need to tap into this life. If you're not saved today, that's the first step. You've got to to believe in Jesus and confess him as Lord. And then you're saved, John 10, 9 and 10 says. So that's how you tap in and connect to that life. And Jesus puts his life in you, his spirit. And that spirit is in you, and it's working. And as Galatians said, the fruit of the spirits are in you. You say, I don't have love for this person. Yeah, yeah, it's in you. I don't have joy in this situation. Well, yeah, it's in there. You just got to speak it. The patience. 
the discipline, the fruit that God has put in you, that Christ has put in you, that spirit is in you and it'll come out. And then those gifts and callings that, that are in there, speak life to them and then they'll come out. And that moves us into the second thing, that a lot of times we can receive Christ and that spirit's in us, but we're so continually speaking frustration and not life that we're still bogged down. Now, if Christ would come, we'll, we'll go to be the Father because Christ is in us, but we're miserable until He comes. So why not speak life and walk in life while we're here until He comes? And that's why He gave His Holy Spirit to us. Acts chapter 2, 4, that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of the Holy Spirit, of speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit that come out of us, the life that comes out, and we take control of life by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we got a lot of different people here today. We got people that have no life that need to be saved. We got people that are saved and get bogged down by frustrations and their situations where they're dead in their spirit that need life. Then you're, you're like me that, that you're battling those frustrations so you're back and forth like a ship. Oh, it's so easy to go to Jim and Joe and complain. But every time I do, usually I don't feel any better because I'm complaining. But if we go, and I'm not saying to talk about, we go and talk about the problem and then pray about the problem. Then life comes in. That's why I love to prayer on Tuesday. People come in and they speak the frustration, but then we speak life through prayer in them. You see where I'm at today? So if you're bogged down today, you've chose to allow the enemy Satan because he's looking for a hole. He's looking for a hole to come in and bug you. And if what your children do bug you, he's going to go after his children, your children hard. And I'm not saying they don't bug you, but I mean if it keeps you from walking in that life. So our goal is to be centered in him. And we can't be centered in him without operating in the Holy Spirit Amen. that resides in us. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He'll never force himself on you. So if you're miserable today, if you don't say, God, help me not to be miserable, you're going to walk out of here miserable. But if you open that door for the Holy Spirit to minister to you, he's going to speak life. Romans 8, really read all of Romans 8, but 26. Likewise, let's go back up for salvation, Romans 8, 1, 2. This is what, let's do this. If you're in the book of Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. You're covered. You're covered. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So no sin, no death, nothing the enemy throws at you can bog you down. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. Period. Romans 
Romans 8, 26 goes on to say, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. So as we walk through life and, and we get bombarded by these frustrations, people, life, we press into the spirit. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. How many of you have gotten to the point where you don't know what to pray about the situation anymore? Been there. And I tell you to pray in the Spirit. Either that or say Jesus' name a bunch and plead the blood over it. Read the Word. It'll give you strength. So all of us have been there. I looked around and saw the people that raised their hand. And a lot of them was my leaders. But I'm excited to see that you're not ashamed to raise your hand up and say, sometimes I don't know how to pray. Recognize your weaknesses and pull into Christ and let him touch your life. And he who searches, oh, let's go on, let's finish reading this. 826, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. How many of you groaned in the Spirit? To be honest with you, I remember those times. That I may not like what got me there, but I liked it when I got out of there. That makes sense? When it hurts so bad, all you can do is just lay before the Lord and just groan and call upon his name. And that peace comes over you and the power of God comes over you and you don't want to leave that place. Verse 27, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So that's what's going on while we're in there and we're in the deep spiritual zone our spirit is connected, that Christ spirit in us, the Holy Spirit is connected to each other and they're interceding for us according to the will of God. That's why we need to be led by the spirit because when the spirit's interceding in us, it is the will of God. Get it? Verse 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And that's a confidence we can have. That when life begins to overwhelm us, we feel weak and we fall before the Lord. That we know that he's got us. He's got our back. My Lord has never left me or forsaken me. That's why I tell you guys to journal. Because I'm getting to where... I'm writing down today's date, and I see what I was thinking about a year ago and what was heavy a year ago. I don't even remember now because the Lord took care of it. That's why I like them five-year journals when you just jot down on this date, this happened. And I write good things, too. Uh, I had a word from the Lord, I think, and I wrote it down and because I want to see if it comes to pass because I'm trying to learn the Spirit. Minister to a couple of people this week because the Lord gave me a word and I'm saying, hey, you, you, you pray about it. You, see if it lines up the word. If it witnesses you, then use it. But I wrote those things down so that we can look back and see that God did do a work. 
He's always done a work. So point two, wisdom is choosing this life in Jesus. You know, we're kind of like Mary. You didn't see Mary, you know, it said she discerned, but it didn't take her very long. She said, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Man, he just told her that that you're going to be called all these things because you're pregnant outside of marriage. All these things are going to be against you. And she discerned for a second, okay. Because she got in the presence of God and saw the will of God. And it didn't matter what the world thought. So she says, and Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Have you ever prayed that before? When you're struggling with something, instead of saying, God, I got to have it this way. Say, Lord, let it be according to your word. And then seek out what that word is, maybe through the Bible or the word the Lord speaks over us. And then whatever it is, do it. You guys know that Lord, she called him Lord, means master and ruler over me, having complete power over me. That's the first step. When we we cry out to God, and really, guys, at salvation, that's what you're saying. That's why I was kind of a little tough last week, because I don't know why we argue over the Bible. Nobody's making you follow it. If you don't believe it, don't follow it. It's your choice. You said when you were getting saved that Jesus is master over my life. Meaning, Jesus, you have complete power over my life. And then she uses this word rule in there. Meaning having dominion over me. Dominion means sovereignty and control over Salvation is yielding that to God. So God shouldn't have to beg you to be saved. You already done it. Right? And so that's why obedience to his word is so important because he's the master. Let it be to me according to your word. And obedience means compliance, submission to the words of the Lord here. And she started out with this word I really like. And I believe Mary experienced great life because she said, I'm a servant to the Lord. A servant is a person who performs the duties and the requirements of the Lord. That's why I was telling you earlier that the, the... The last point I wanted to share today, there are several points that God loves us. We're highly favored. You know, we need to discern instead of doubt. We need to be fearless instead of fearful. But we need to conceive the mission. She conceived the mission through physically being pregnant. She conceived the mission. Do you ever think about that? She conceived the mission spiritually. Are you guys laughing at me because I got a little pregnant thing going on? No, I'm kidding. That sounded bad. But, but guys, we need to conceive the mission. Because God's got a mission for all of us. 
And her mission was she conceived baby Jesus. And she was going to carry him. And he was going to come into this world. And he was going to be great. He was going to be the son of God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And his kingdom will reign forever. That's his mission. That was her mission that she conceived. And you say, well, that's not true. Well, read Luke one thirty-two. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. She got the mission and she said, Lord, put it on me. Put it on me. You rule my life. And I think a lot of us today are frustrated because we haven't given in to that. It's kind of like playing football. A lot of times the, the, the fumble happens because the quarterback doesn't let go of the ball. And we fumble in our life a lot of times because we don't take the ball and grab a hold of it and run with it. That's why the Vikings were down 33 to nothing at halftime and frustrated the tar out of me because they weren't working as a team. They weren't working under the coach's plan. They weren't doing anything, and they were a totally different team the second half. The defenses were totally different. The offense was totally different. It was like they were two different teams. And they come back and broke a record and made history. And we'll remember that forever. But Christ is saying to us today, that I give you a mission. Have you conceived the mission that I've called you to be? Is it birthed in you? Are you carrying it around? Those that are pregnant, you know what I'm talking about. You're carrying that, that mission around. But one day that baby is born. The mission of the Hispanic ministry. Man, that was being birthed for years. But when it was born, oh, hallelujah, it was awesome. We didn't used to have children's church, but we had a a vision and we conceived it from God. and, And, boy, it was beautiful when it was born. But we're carrying the mission. And we deal with the frustrations by walking in the life of Christ until that vision is born. The frustrations of Golden City, a God has called us there. And we're carrying that load, that burden. And it will be born one day, I promise you. No hallelujahs? I know you're just thinking. I know you're just thinking, but what's God told you? What's God told you? Well, you're carrying that and you're birthing that until that day it's born. And you need to press into him with all that you have. Amen? I'm done. Praise teams. You guys want to come up? However the Lord's dealt with you today, that's the altar call. I'm not going to drag it out. Because I know the Lord's moving today. I can see it on your faces. But you can continue to be frustrated like I was. Or you can give it to the Lord and have life.